And now it is time for 4CRM's Radio Church, presented this week by Pastor Jeff Grant from the Uniting Church in Serena. We're going to start the service with a song called I Stand Amazed. How marvellous, how wonderful is the Saviour's love for me. Indeed, how marvellous, how wonderful is the Saviour's love for us? Pastor Jeff Grant will be with us for 4 CRM's Radio Church right after this song that Pastor Jeff has chosen Chris Tomlin's How Great Is Our God, also known as The Splendour of the King.
that was Chris Tomlin singing The Splendour of the King. Jeff Grant speaking, pastor of Serena Uniting Church. You're with Radio Church on Force Area Mackay, 107.5 FM. And God bless you for tuning in to join us. I hope and pray you'll enjoy and be enriched by this hour of praise and prayer and teaching. I'd like to start with a prayer. Our Father in Heaven, may you be pleased to bless this time that we are spending in your Holy Word and in your praise, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who convicts the world of sin, reveals your Son Jesus Christ, our Saviour and Lord, and inspires us to love and serve you in faith and obedience for your great glory. And we ask in Jesus' name, Amen. Now I'd like to read for you Psalm 16. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful ones see decay. You made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Amen. I read that because that is such a wonderful psalm of someone who's been restored with God and who's so blessed to live a life of abundance and eternity in God's presence. Now we're going to hear from Matt Redman. He's going to sing, Blessed Be Your Name. Blessed be your name In the land that is plentiful Where your streams of abundance flow Blessed be your name Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
sun over us to the setting of the sun. Louis Payne in the offering. Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be, blessed be, blessed be. Radio Church on 4CRM Mackay, 107.5 FM. Jeff Grant here, and today's message I've called Restored with God. Restored with God. Now, King David was a man after God's own heart. He devoted his life to honour and serve the living God of Israel. But during a prolonged slack time, David committed serious offences against man and God. Adultery and murder. It doesn't get much worse than that. But David was shown his transgressions and he turned to God for forgiveness and restoration. He even wrote several psalms detailing his sins and his grief. And that includes Psalm 32, which I'm going to share with you today. Restored with God, I've called this. So let's look at the process of David's restoration with God. So Psalm 32, I'd like to read the first two verses. Happy are those whose sins are forgiven, whose wrongs are pardoned. Happy is the one whom the Lord does not accuse of doing wrong and who is free from all deceit. Now this first section I've called the wonder of reconciliation. It's difficult to talk about such things, but it's a fact of life. It's a fact of humanity. The Bible says the heart of man is deceitful and desperately corrupt. Who could understand it? And we need to know uh, what God has delivered us from. So the wonder of reconciliation. In this lovely Psalm 32, King David spells out the human and spiritual dispositions of the reconciled person. They are blessed and they're happy overall, above all things, because their sins are forgiven. Their wrongs are pardoned. They are no longer under God's accusation and anger or his wrath because of their wrongdoing, and they are set free from any need to lie or to pretend or deceive. This is a picture in these first two verses of Psalm 32 of a thoroughly contented human being. It's the, it's the ideal state of mind, soul and body. There's no need for any regret or remorse or guilt or self-pretense. You haven't got to hide the fact that we've committed sins and transgressions and we've disobeyed God. I haven't got to do any of that because we're free, we're forgiven. In fact, there's nothing to deny or any need to make up any further act of atonement. It's total forgiveness and total acceptance by holy God. How wonderful. No further correspondence required. And the greatest thing here Dear ones, is the massive gulf which is lay between what had been an impossible state of sin and guiltiness and now, on the other hand, the absolute welcome and acceptance into the arms of Almighty God. It's like the person who was under the sentence of a most painful execution and all the horror that that entailed and now has the full receipt of love and grace abundantly granted. Life has turned completely about and is now heading in the best possible direction. What a wonderful picture. I hope that's your experience today, that you are experiencing the wonder of reconciliation and restoration with God. And David now points out the manner in which this came to pass. We'll pause for a moment while we listen to Paul Gurr as he's going to sing for us, Come As You Are. Come as you are,
Enjoy that from Paul Gurr, Come As You Are. Jeff Grant here, and we're listening to a message I've called Restored With God. We've heard the first part in Psalm 32, verses 1 and 2, the wonder of reconciliation. Now let's look at what I just mentioned, the manner in which this reconciliation came to pass. And we're going to read verses 3 through 5 of Psalm 32. David speaking. When I did not confess my sins, I was worn out from crying all day long. Day and night you punished me, Lord. My strength was completely drained as moisture is dried up by the summer heat. Then I confessed my sins to you. I did not conceal my wrongdoings. I decided to confess them to you and you forgave all my sins. That's lovely. David had indeed sinned greatly. No minor offence this, but an utter repudiation of God's goodness and his lifetime of security and blessing from God's hand. In this state of, of wonder and grace, David committed these two twin crimes of adultery and then murder, both of which literally carried the death penalty in ancient Israel. He begins here in verse 3, by saying that he did not admit or confess, even though he was aware. He says here what he had done. He had stolen another man's wife. A man who was one of the 30 mighty men of David's special forces, Uriah the Hittite. And then David made arrangements for the man to meet his violent death at the hand of an enemy army. Well, that was because uh, the woman was pregnant and uh, David couldn't have that known. Quite a premeditated and cruel performance by the man who, who was known as the man after God's own heart. But David continues in Psalm 32 and he says he was absolutely exhausted by his guilt, by his tears of remorse. But then the breakthrough came. He confessed all he had done to God. Nothing is going to ever happen to free us from our distress of sin until we confess it. Sometimes it's good to confess it to someone, but we must confess it to God. He didn't exclude anything, David. His motive, his action, and this dear one is ever the key to our forgiveness. The full and specific declaration of everything that we've done sinfully. And the beautiful thing here about David is he, he didn't stop there. He confessed it to God. And then he wrote about his confession in several places, Psalm 51 and this beautiful Psalm 32 and other places as well. You know, none of us are free from temptation and sin. This is not a very popular subject and one that is avoided and even denied in some churches. They just don't talk about it. But the Holy Bible is most explicit and clear. I'd like to read for you 1 John 1, 6 through 10, or rather 8 through 10. 
If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he, that is God, is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins, and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. So John the Apostle points out that forgiveness is only possible in the rest of this lovely letter of his because it was obtained for all who will believe by Jesus Christ. His death and resurrection was God's propitiation or, if you like, full atonement for everyone's sin. No one needs to remain in a state of unforgiveness with God. He is ever ready to forgive us, you and me. In the beginning, before we even know him, we confess that we're a sinner. We put our faith in Jesus, sacrificed on the cross, and we trust that he's going to cleanse and reconcile us and anyone um, who will confess their sins and claim God's forgiveness in Jesus Christ. Because he wants us all to live in joy and peace as his beloved children. But of course, this process also applies to those who already believe in God and yet have committed a sin. And sometimes when that happens, we feel like we've, we've committed the unpardonable sin, which is not possible anymore, because that was uh, when people accused Jesus of doing the work in the devil's power instead of the Holy Spirit. Now, David spells out the benefits and the blessings of reconciliation with God in the last few verses of this psalm. But we're going to pause for a moment. We're going to hear another song from Don Muin. God will make a way. Here's Don Muin.
is Force RM Mackay, 107.5 FM. Jeff Grant here, and my message I'm sharing with you, Restored with God. We've looked at the first section I've called The Wonder of Reconciliation, and then I just read for you verses 3 to 5 of Psalm 32, and I've called that Humbled in Repentance. There's no repentance unless we humble ourselves and accept and share what we've done wrong. And now the last six, 12, uh, six verses of Psalm 32 from verse 6 to 11. I'll read it for you. So all you loyal people should pray to you in times of need. When a great flood of trouble comes rushing in, it will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will save me from trouble. I sing aloud of your salvation because you protect me. The Lord says, I will teach you the way you should go. I will instruct you and advise you. Don't be stupid like a horse or a mule, which must be controlled with a bit and bridled to make it submit. You know, the wicked will have to suffer. But those who trust in the Lord are protected by his constant love. You that are righteous, rather, be glad and rejoice because of what the Lord has done. You that obey him, shout for joy. Oh, that's for sure, dear ones. There's joy in restoration. Now, David spells out a number of things that are taking place here. First, there is the promise of help through prayer. And beloved, prayer is simply talking with God. And especially, David says here, when there is an urgent and overwhelming crisis. And David actually mentions here a great flood rushing in. And then David calls his God his hiding place, where God will rescue, deliver, and protect him. Next, David says he sings aloud with thankfulness for God's forgiveness, protection, and salvation. How wonderful, you know, uh, to the, we should know we are under the great protector's care. David then writes that God will teach, instruct, and guide us through life and all its challenges. When Paul wrote to Timothy in chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, he said something just like this. He said, all scripture is inspired or God-breathed. It's inspired by God. It is profitable for teaching, for proof, correction, and training in righteousness. It shows us uh, how to live. It tells us where we got off the track. It shows us how to get back on the track. And it shows us how to stay on track. And verse 17 says that the that the man or woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So David says that, that God will teach him, instruct him, and guide him. And he adds here, it's essential that we humbly submit to God's directions and never ever be reluctant or stubborn to obey God. And that, that takes a lifetime of practice to be quick to obey and very slow to, to ever not obey. And he contrasts the unbeliever, or as he says here, the wicked, with the trusting believers. The wicked, that, that's those who do not believe that Jesus Christ is God's son and who paid the penalty for our sins on the cross. That's the wicked. They will inevitably suffer for their sins in this life and then through eternity. But the righteous will be under God's protection through this life and then into the next. Finally, David ends here that the righteous will ever be glad and filled and even shout with the joy of their forgiveness and their restoration with God. Dear ones, it's a biblical truth that we do not need to commit any sin if we are rightly related to Jesus Christ through his Holy Spirit who dwells in every believer. As we live under God's loving rule, we may become more and more unwilling to offend the Lord. And that's one of the reasons why sins become less and less as we get closer to God and as we mature in faith. However, we are ever human and prone to wander. And the good news in this Psalm 32 and in many other scriptures is that the complete restoration with God is possible. At, at any moment as we repent and then we confess and we believe God's promise of forgiveness through Jesus Christ. What a wonderful gospel and a wonderful good news we have. And now I've got a couple of songs I'm going to share with you. First of all, Reuben Morgan, he's going to sing For All You've Done. Here he is. My Savior, Redeemer, lifted me from the miry clay. For all my 
was Reuben Morgan on 4CRM 107.5 FM. You're listening to Radio Church. And now we've got Steve Green to sing God and God Alone. Radio Church broadcast on Radio 4 Sour in Mackay, 107.5 FM. Now here's our closing doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above you heavenly host. Praise Father, Son and Holy Ghost. Dear ones, we close now with a final song of praise from Mercy Me as they sing I can only imagine. Here they are, mercy me. God bless you. Goodbye.
See me with I Can Only Imagine. I'd like to thank Jeff for presenting Radio Church on Force CRM this morning. We do have time for one more song before the 8 o'clock news sport and weather, followed by the essential 80s after that. So let's go to the news with this one from the Awakening Singers, the Jeff Bullock composition, The Power of Your Love. (laughs) 